discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. It's wonderful. You love Jesus? Yeah. You know, Jesus was a loud guy. You know, Jesus was a loud person. He was loud. He was loud. Jesus was not the quiet type. He was confident. Even in his quietness, he was confident. Yeah, I'm not saying that when everybody was working, I was just shouting, Hey! That's not what I mean. That is not what I mean. What I mean is that when it became necessary for him to speak in a certain way and talk in a certain way, he did. He wasn't cool, calm, and collected. Read your, read your Bible very carefully. You see. You see what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Because the Pharisees, you brood of vipers. You don't do it quietly. Brood of vipers. No. He spoke out. Since you are, you are, you are of, yeah, you are of your father, the devil. That was what he told them. Uh, he called them hypocrites. Then he turned to those who were children of God and spoke to them nicely. And even that one, when they fool around, he tells them his peace of mind. They're not supposed to be doing it like this. They're supposed to be doing it like this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, we'll praise again, right? Yeah. But I want us to do another activity, another thing that is also very important. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I want to show it to you in the Bible. Okay? How many of you have the Holy Spirit in your life? How many of you speak in tongues? How many of you don't speak in tongues? Who doesn't speak in tongues? Okay, I can see one hand there. I can see another hand there. I can see another hand here. We'll pray for you before the meeting is over. Okay, I'll call for you. And I'll pray for you. Hallelujah. But even as I'm talking right now, the Holy Spirit can just... You can just receive the Holy Spirit. It's a gift to you. You don't need to struggle. Okay? You don't know what tongue speaking does to you until you receive it. Until you start speaking in tongues. Sometimes some people say all kinds of things. You know, it's like, why people talking in a certain way. All of us are sensible people. I'm very sensible. I'm very wise. I believe I'm wise. Because Christ has been made wisdom unto me, isn't it? In First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, the Bible says that Christ has made unto us wisdom, sanctification, redemption, isn't it? So we are wise. Say I'm wise. So the wisdom of God is most of the time foolishness unto men. The wisdom of God does not go with what men think is very different. Okay? When you're speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues is an ability from the Spirit. It's the Spirit of God who brings you that ability. If you read in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says that, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You see, you shall receive what? Power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Hallelujah. You know? But we notice that in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, He gave them an ability to speak in tongues. He gave them an ability. So the Holy Spirit is coming into their lives in that way. 
brought them an ability, a new a new language that they could speak. You see, a new language that they could speak. Tongues. They could they could speak in tongues. And the Holy Spirit used that particular language to change some people's hearts that same day. There are different kinds of tongues. Okay? There are different kinds of tongues. Hallelujah. It's called diverse kinds of tongues. You see, there, there are tongues that God can sometimes you are speaking in tongues and God can use it to it can be someone's language. And God can use it to minister to somebody. But it doesn't happen like that every time. Do you understand? Because apart from Acts chapter 2, what we read in Acts chapter 2, that when the Holy Spirit came upon them, they speak with tongues. And as they speak with tongues, the people who were there and were speaking, who had come from different countries and could understand them speaking in their different languages, they mentioned so many languages that day. They mentioned so many. It says, now when it was noise abroad, the Holy Spirit was also a spirit of noise. Look at it. He came with a noise. Okay? Too many Christians are quiet. That is why they are defeated. Have you seen Muslims? How many of you have seen Muslims before? You see how Muslims are wild. Our wildness is not like their wildness. But Christians are not quiet. We are not supposed to be quiet. We are bold. We are confident people. You see? We are confident people. Hallelujah. Says, now when this was noise about the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. They all heard them speaking in their own language. You see. And when you when you go on, he says, and they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? All of them were all those who, were, who had received the Holy Spirit and were talking in tongues were all from one 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 place, one area, Galilee. And they, they spoke Hebrew only. They didn't speak any other language. But they heard them. Look at it says, and now how hear we every man in our tongue when we were born? We were speaking in the language that these people were born in. Look at the languages they mentioned. Parthians and Medes. Look at the languages. Let's count them. Parthians, one, right? Medes, two. Elements, three. And the dwellers in Mesopotamia, four. And in Judea, five. And Cappadocia, six. And Pontus, seven. And Asia, and Phrygia, nine. And Pamphylia, in Egypt, eleven, right? And in the parts of Libya, twelve. And about Cyrene, thirteen. And strangers of Rome, fourteen. Jews and proselytes. Okay? So some of them are even speaking in the Jewish language, amazingly. All kinds of languages. They, they spoke in so different. So this person was speaking. There were around twenty of them. They were speaking different languages because the Holy Spirit knew what was happening there. He knew what was happening. They had come for Pentecost. People had come for Pentecost, but the disciples were afraid of going out because they were chasing them. They were looking for them to kill them. They had killed their master and they were afraid they were going to kill them. So they, they gathered themselves to pray and wait on God. And as they were praying and waiting on God, the Holy Spirit came and He filled them. When He filled them, He gave them an ability to speak with tongues. And when they speak with tongues, the, the people heard a certain noise because the Holy Spirit came with a noise. He came with a loud sound, a loud noise. And everybody in the city heard it. It wasn't a small sound. It wasn't. Can you imagine a loud sound that can be heard at Tech Junction and heard at Swan Runabout? Just imagine. Is that, is that a short sound or a loud, very loud sound? That's a very, very loud sound. It's not the one I want it. Hallelujah. Very loud sound. And all the people, so they wanted to know, it's like an explosion had happened. They wanted to know what had happened. So they all moved. They all came. And when they came to that place where they were, they heard them speaking their languages. And when they were speaking their languages, look at what they were speaking. Look at the next thing. It says, Crete, no, no, go back. It says, Crete and Arabian. So it's even about 16 languages. How many? 18. Wow, in all, 18 languages. It says, we do hear them speak our tongues 
the wonderful works of God. So they heard them speak the wonderful works of God. As to what they were speaking, what they were saying in terms of the content, I have no idea. But the Bible lets us know that everybody said, wow, this guy is speaking concerning the wonderful works of God. Because sometimes that's to speak in tongues. That's what Pastor Bono was saying. When you are speaking in tongues, worship is not only singing songs. Worship does not mean singing songs. So you say, Yabo Shiraye, Yabo Shiraye, Yabo. You just change your voice a little, then it's like you're worshiping God. That's not what it means. Sometimes the Spirit of God, it's according, the New Testament functions by the leading of the Spirit. It doesn't function by some traditions. It doesn't. That's not how it works. If you try to function according to a certain way, try to keep God in the box, you will fail. He will leave the box. He doesn't want to be in the box. He used to be in the box and he has left the box. Hallelujah. So he leads the way he wants you to be led. Okay? And the Holy Spirit used that tongue that we are speaking to bring the people near and to minister to them. So when they came and they were hearing the wonderful works of God, it served as a, a source of attraction to bring them close. And Peter spoke the word of God, preached about Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Show them the way. And 3,000 of them gave their lives to Christ that same day. Out of all the people that gathered, 3,000 people gave their lives to Christ. Hallelujah. But when we read in Acts chapter 19, in Acts chapter 19 from verse 1, the Bible says that Paul met some people at Ephesus, some disciples at Ephesus. And he prayed for them. He laid his hands on them. And when he laid his hands on them, the Bible says that they began to speak in tongues and to prophesy. The Bible didn't mention what exactly, whether they were, they were speaking in a language that somebody could understand there. Does it make sense? Or you don't understand? Let's read verse 3. Read verse 3. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And he said unto John's baptism. Then Paul said, Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. You see, these guys, these, there, were, there were 12 of them, 12 guys. He met 12 guys at Ephesus. And when he met them, he asked them whether they had received the Holy Ghost since they believed. And then he said that we have not even heard about any Holy Spirit. Then he said, then unto what were you baptized? Then he said, we were baptized unto John's baptism. Then he explained to them that John the Baptist's baptism is different from what I'm talking about. John's baptism was for the Jews unto repentance. To wait for the one who is to come. That is to wait on Jesus Christ. And Jesus has come, he has died, he has died, he has risen from the dead. Now believe in him as a Lord and personal Savior. And they did. And after they did, the Bible says that he lays, and when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. That means they were born again. Then he laid, and when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. Have you seen it? The Holy Spirit came on them, and the Bible says that, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. So it's so clear that the coming of Paul and the Holy Spirit comes with an ability to speak with tongues. He gives you an ability to speak with tongues. So in this case, Paul laid hands on them. In the first case, nobody laid hands on them. They were just sitting in their room, praying, and they began to speak with tongues. I know some people who were just praying in their room, and they started speaking with tongues. But there are other people who hands are laid on and they start speaking in tongues. The Holy Spirit comes upon them. They start speaking in tongues. But in this place, we don't hear the Bible saying that there was an explanation for the tongues that they were speaking. Nobody understood. They didn't mention that. Look at verse 7. And all the men were about 12. Then you go on and say something else. Okay? Now this particular, this group grew and became so powerful because of what they had received. Paul came, he met 12 people, prayed for them God them born again. God them filled the Holy Spirit. And in verse 20, the whole city heard the gospel. Just after about three years. Everybody in the city heard. There's no way you can do what God has sent you to do without the Holy Spirit in your life. Are you listening to me? There's nothing. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is too important in your life. There's nothing you can do. 
Listen, this year is, is going to be very wonderful, but it's dependent on your relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's so dependent because the Holy Spirit knows the future. He knows what is going to happen. And he prompts you. What? He has wanted me to talk to you about whether I'm talking to you now. Hallelujah. Sometimes I will ask, how do you know the Holy Spirit is talking to you? <laughs> how do you know you have a brain? Have you seen your brain before? How many of you have seen your heart? You saw your heart some time ago. Can you answer me? You can't. We, we know that there's a brain, but we, we may never have seen yours. Maybe you've worked on somebody, the doctors. Maybe you've worked on somebody and have seen a brain there. So you, th- you believe that there's one. You see, the Holy Spirit is an unseen reality that is in you. Who talks to you? He talks to you. He's not dumb. He talks. He talks. The Holy Spirit is not dumb. He talks. Okay? And sometimes you can know some things. If you want to hear his voice more, then you have to engage yourself more in the things of, of God. The more you engage your think, yourself in, in, in the Word and in the Holy Ghost, the more the client's voice becomes. I can hear his voice. Jesus said in John chapter 10, He said that, My sheep hear my voice. How many of you have that video? Who has that video? The shepherd and the sheep. That video that was around. I would want us to watch it so that we see what Jesus was talking about in John chapter 10. Hallelujah. Are you a child of God? Yes. Ask anybody, are you a child of God? What did he say? Then you, you have there's there's an inbuilt there's an inbuilt receptacle or receiver inside you to hear the voice of God, and the voice of God is the voice of the Spirit of God. You understand? Is that I can't explain to you how we how you can hear the whole, what to do. Twenty five steps to hearing the Holy Ghost. Step one: open your Bible. Step two: start start something. Look at it intensely. There's nothing like that. What I can tell you is that what I can tell you is what is in the Bible. You see, there's an inbuilt Jesus, Jesus talking, John chapter 10, verse 27. He says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. So if you are born again, then there's an inner ability to hear the voice of the Lord. Let's let's look at it. Very classical example. And there's something that happens. If you have been a shepherd before, you know the sheep hear a voice, and they will not follow another person. They hear the voice of the one who is their shepherd. They know their shepherd. Their shepherd smells like them. They know. So the Holy Spirit talks to you. Hmm? He talks. He's not dumb. He talks. And he's in your life to show you what to do. He's in your life to guide you. Okay? And take you where God has called you to be. So faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You don't need to struggle for it. In the same way, you don't need to struggle to hear God's voice. Because you are the sheep of his pasture. He's a shepherd. It is his... Uh, 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 greatest aim to lead you and greatest aim to speak to you and greatest aim to guide you in life. That is what he's there in your life for. You understand? So you don't need to struggle. So it's my sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. You see, they were following the sheep. If the other people had come, they would not, they would not have followed them. This is a, and this was, a, was a, white, a white shepherd. So it's not, it's not a black people thing. It's a white shepherd. Have you seen have you seen some of these uh, full animal people? They'll be leading cow, plenty cow, and they are following him. One guy leading so many cow. Praise the Lord. You see, so as you speak in tongues, the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Okay, he speaks to you as you speak in tongues. Okay, we're reading Acts chapter 19, right? You remember what, how Acts chapter 19 started? Some people in Ephesus received the Holy Ghost and started speaking in tongues, isn't it? Now in verse in verse 
18. I'm actually, go to Acts 19:18. So I can read it to you. Okay. This and many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Some people believed in the word of God. Let's read, let's read verse 15. Let's read from verse 15. Let's let me say, Jesus, I know and Paul, I know, but who are you? And the man in whom this is concerning, go to verse 17. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus. You know, a miracle happened, a sign happened. Some people were trying to cast out a demon. Okay. People who are not born again were trying to cast out a demon. And they said that. We adjure you, they said to the one who was possessed with the demon, we adjure you in the name of Jesus Christ, whom Paul preaches. Come out of this man. And the demon said that, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? That's what the demon said. And the demon pounced on them, seven guys, there were seven boys. He pounced on them, one person pounced on them, and beat all of them and tore all their clothing. How to do that, I don't know. But all of them had their clothing torn, and they ran away out of the place naked. And this was known about that a lot of people got to know. Okay? He says, and this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus. And fear fell on them, on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Jesus' name was magnified. Of course, this is the reason why we all live. The reason why you are living is because Jesus wants to magnify his name through you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at the next thing, verse 18. And, see, and the Bible says, and many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Okay, and many of them also, which used curious art, brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it's 50,000 pieces of silver. People were spending money on unnecessary things. And because of the born again experience that they, 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 they had, they brought all their curious, the, the things they were doing, the juju, the talisman they had, and burnt all of them. And when they found out the price, it was 50,000 pieces of silver. That's a lot of money. Okay, look at verse 20. The Bible says, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. The word of God grew and prevailed in the city of Ephesus because just some few people received the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is the Holy Spirit that will help you make a worldwide and a citywide impact. As little as you think you are, God can use you. Not that God can use you. God wants to use you. That is why you are listening to me right now. God wants to use you and he needs your cooperation. To do something great in this world. To magnify his name. Not because of you. Okay? Not because you'll be known. But to magnify his name. To glorify his name. And when the name of the Lord is glorified, you'll be glorified. If you make the name of the Lord your major aim for life, you will definitely be glorified as well. So your glory is in bringing glory to God. And as you bring glory to God, you receive glory yourself. So that's, that's the aim of God. God wants to use you. Maybe you start a small business. God wants that business to get to the ends of the world. You may not believe what I'm saying, but this is the truth. Believe it. Say, I believe it. I believe it. Say it again, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, you may be doing some something. something small. Maybe you don't even have a job. God wants your, the way you get a job to become a miracle, to become a testimony. Okay? And the job that you, you are doing to take you to the ends of the world, for you to magnify his name, for you to make his name known, God doesn't promote because of individual uh, plans and benefits. He promotes because of his name. Do you understand? That's why you're a Christian. You're a Christian to give glory to God. You're a Christian to bring glory to his name. So that his name will be known. He knows that when he puts you, he puts you there in government. And makes you something in government. You will not leave his name. You will put his name. You will let his name known over there. And you will sponsor his gospel. You will sponsor his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. So, whether you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, it's the Holy Spirit that helps you. The Holy Spirit is the inward witness. He's the, he's the inner power of God. The power of God that is inside us. That aids us to do what God has sent us to do. There's a plan for your life. Don't make no mistakes about it. You may, be, you may be in the last place, but there's a good plan for you. God says that I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you. He says there are plans of good. Plans to bring you to an expected end. Plans not to hurt you, but to give you a hope and a future. That's what the Bible says. Okay? And you are young. It's very important you get to know how God wants you to do things. That's why I'm talking to you now. The future is yours. There's a way to, there's a way to take the future. Okay? There are so many glorious things in the year for you. The earth is full of the goodness of God. That's what the Bible says. The earth is what? Full of the goodness of God. There are some people who don't see the goodness of God in, in the earth. They see lack. They see need. They see want. There's a problem with their mind. Okay? There's so much in the, in, the, in the earth for you this year. So much. There's so much. Say there's so much for me. Say it again. Say it like you believe it. Yeah, there's so much. There's so much. Every month is supposed to unfold something wonderful for you. Every single week, every single day. It's supposed to unfold something glorious for you. That's why we say it's increasing as a year of increasing glory. There's, there's more. There's a lot inside the year for you. So much. And in one year, the things that God will do with you in one year, it will exceed what he has done with you in the last ten years. Yeah, that's what God wants this year. Okay? That's what he wants this year. And the way we can achieve that is through the ministry of the Spirit. Through the, the Bible says, not by mind, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It's not by your brain work or no, it's by the Spirit of God. That's why God will grant you ideas. And grant, when He gives you the idea, He gives you people to help you fulfill that idea. Okay? And you put men strategically in different places to help you. To help you get to where you're supposed to get to. Your desire for good is not wrong. Please understand that. Your desire for good. It's not wrong. It's the desire of God. It's God's own plan. It's God's own uh, uh, way that He has placed into you. Your desire. Everybody wants to. You want to have a good husband, don't you? Which lady doesn't want to have a good husband? You want a husband who will be beating you. Unless you are like that lady who uh, uh, went to court and said the husband is too nice. Uh, maybe we'll show you that video too. There's a lady, she said the husband is too nice. Isn't that amazing? There's something wrong with her, isn't it? Everybody wants something good. Your desire for good is not evil. Your desire to have a nice house is not evil. It's correct. There's nothing wrong with it. There's a, it becomes a problem when you desire to have and not have anybody have. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Your desire to be big and to be influential is not evil. It's good. It's from God. Say to anybody, it's from God. Tell him, tell the other person, it's from God. There's nothing wrong. You see? There's nothing wrong with it. It's God's desire. It's God's desire for you. Okay? It's God's desire for you. It's God's heart for you. But it will not happen by you just sitting there. Good things don't just happen. Please. Say good things don't just happen. Say it again. Go to Luke chapter 6. Let's read from verse 45. Luke chapter 6 from verse 45. Can you read it to me? One to go. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. 
For of the abundance of their hearts, his mouth speaketh. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Read it again. One to go. Bringeth forth that which is good. For out of the heart, the mouth. She's a good man. Out of the good treasure of his hand, bringeth forth what? Good things. So, if good things are going to happen, it's because you are a good man and you are bringing forth good things. So, good things happen to those who bring, good men who bring it forth. Okay? And you are not supposed to wait for it to happen. We don't wait for good things to happen. Good things are in your heart because you are good. You are a child of God. God is good and he gives birth to good children. See, I'm good. <laughs> okay? So he says, out of the out of your treasure, out of the abundance of the, the heart of goodness, you can bring forth good. How? With your mouth. You can say, speak good. When you speak good into your future, that is exactly what you're going to see. If you speak evil, if you say, I don't know, then that is what is going to happen. So what is it that you want to see in the future? Ask your neighbor, what do you want to see? How do you want that business to become? How do you want that family, that your family to become? It's all, it's all in you. You can cause it to happen. Okay? You have to bring it forth. You understand what I'm saying? You have to bring it forth. Good things don't just happen. That is why you can have Christians and some, something very bad will happen to the person. Sometimes we ask questions. You don't know what the person was saying in this room. Don't ask those questions. Do you understand? Don't ask this person. And don't use what happened to somebody as a measuring, as a standard for your life. This thing happened to this person, so we don't know what is going to happen. Probably it's like that. It's not like that. Live your life according to the word of God, not according to what happens to people. You don't know what he was saying in his prayer. You don't know what he was saying to God. You don't know what he was saying to himself every single day. You don't know what he was thinking in his heart every single day. There are some people who always think about bad things. Bad things. Bad thoughts come and they keep it. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with me. Maybe one day someone will rape me. Maybe I'm not best to rape. These are evil thoughts that come. I will, I'm, I'm telling you, evil thoughts that come. You don't entertain them. You speak for good. When they are not best to see me, they will bow down and I'll walk, I'll walk free and go away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you speak good. So long as there's life, there's an opportunity to change something. To do something. We are not handicapped. Okay? We are not handicapped. And the way to do it is to do it by the Spirit. That is the way to do it. To do it by the Spirit. Okay? And the Spirit of God grants you an ability. Speaking in tongues energizes you. Speaking in tongues gives you access to hear God's voice for yourself. Speaking in tongues is like, the, it's like tuning in to a radio. A radio station. When you put on your radio, the probability that it will be at 88.0 is very high. It could be there. But it's your responsibility to tune it in to the place you want to listen to. And you can go to various places. There are so many radio stations, isn't it? But there's a particular one you want to hear or you want to listen to at a particular time. You don't want to hear everything. You want to listen to a particular one. So what do you do? You tune in. You change. You press seek. And then it goes. And then it falls on one you don't like. You change it, isn't it? In the same way as you speak in tongues, you are actually tuning in your spirit to be attuned to the, to the voice of the Spirit more so that you can hear, easily hear the voice of God for yourself concerning the future. 
That's what the Holy Spirit is there for. He's there to guide you into all truth, to guide you into all reality, to hear what God is saying and tell you what God is saying, so that you are not you are not surprised. A lot of people are surprised. Hey, I don't know, right? I don't know this this was going to happen to me. I mean, surprised with bad things, bad things. Hallelujah. Yeah, surprise some cancer. There's cancer in the year for some people. Not for you. I'm not talking about you. But there's cancer in the They don't know it. They are, they, are, they are there. They are around. But they don't know that on the third month of the year, cancer will just come in and their lives will change like that. If only they knew today. If only they can know today. They can go into the future and change it. That, that's, what they are, that, that's the ability of the Spirit. The ability of the Spirit gives you an ability to go into the future and change things. And come back. So you are sitting here, but then you can change things in the future. You can, you can be here, and by the ability of the Spirit, you can be changing things. You can be putting things in order. Things in order. A good man out of the good treasure of us bring us forth good things. You can bring forth good things. And if there's anything bad, the Holy Spirit will show you what to do. He'll show you how to handle it. He'll show you to speak good concerning your health. How does your sickness bring glory to God? This is how you have increasing glory. Nobody's supposed to go to a hospital to do anything. You're not supposed to do anything in the hospital. But it won't just happen on the zone. Okay? There are laws in this world. There's a law of decay. Do you understand the law of decay? The law of decay says that anything should not, there's nothing that should stay in this original state. It has to depreciate with time. As time goes on, the thing has to depreciate. There's a way to go against the law of decay. It's the ability of the spirit. So that the older you get, or the, the, the more ages are added to you, the finer you become. The brighter. I know a 70-year-old man who looks like a 45-year-old man. He's fine. Fresh. Hallelujah. No decay. It's like the older you get, or the more you go ahead in age, the more some things are supposed to happen. Your life is supposed to become some way. Like children have come, so right now you can't dress. Right now you can't do some things. You can't... No, what are you talking about? You have, you've gotten a marriage that is not so good. You know, we are saying, what are you talking about? It wasn't just, uh, you have to cause it to be in the way that God wants it to be. Maybe you don't have anybody to, to pay your school fees. God can pay your school fees. Maybe you don't have, you, you, you see, there's a way to put things in order. Okay? Yeah, John chapter 16 verse 13, I was going to quote the scripture. It says, how do when he, the spirit of truth, has come? Say, I love the Holy Spirit. Say it again, I love the Holy Spirit. Says, how do when he, the spirit of truth, has come? He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all reality. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He will show you things to come. He will show you the future. Whether it's good or bad. If it's bad, he will show you what to do. Sometimes you can be praying and then you see an accident. Yeah. He will show you how to handle it. Okay? Sometimes you can be praying and then you, bring, then you see good things, great things ahead. Then it inspires you. The future is bright. So you are we are not we are not we are not in that class of those that have anything happening, just anything happening to them. In Hosea, the Bible says that my people perish for the lack of knowledge. It's because they don't know, it's because we don't know some things. If you get to know, you put them to work. Your future is not full of sin. Your future is not full of fornication and distraction. No, your future is full of glory. It's full of glory. You see, say my future is full of glory. And the future begins a second from today, from now. So every moment of your life is full of glory. Okay? The Holy Spirit helps us. He helps us journey into the future. 
He helps us journey into the future. He helps us get things accomplished that you can be sitting at one place and be changing things. It's, a, it's an amazing reality. You can be in one place. Just one place. Oh. Praying in tanks. Praying in tanks. Praying in tanks. And things will be changing. There was this, this story, beautiful story about this woman who was walking by the streets. As she was walking, she was just prompted to speak in tanks. You know, sometimes it happens to you. Sometimes there's a spirit of prayer that comes to you. You'll be there and then you just want to pray. When that thing happens, you just find a place and start praying. The Son of God has had an emergency. There's an emergency of the Spirit. He wants you to do something. Okay? So this woman was walking on the street and then she just had that thing come upon her. She just couldn't help us. She was just speaking in tongues by the road. And she sat down by a pole, an electric, electric, electricity pole, and sat by it and just was just speaking in tongues and even crying. She couldn't, she didn't know what was happening. So she was just speaking in tongues and crying. Speaking in tongues and speaking in tongues to the point that she was even groaning. That's what God had taken over her body. And you see, God wants to do a lot of things, but He can't do it without you. Don't mistake, don't mistake things. The 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 spirit of God does not work on his own. Have you heard of Farmer Jones? The story concerning Farmer Jones before. There was this farmer who had a, who had done a very beautiful farm, very beautiful farm. And some of us, some people were passing by and were saying, "Wow, congratulations, Farmer Jones! This is a beautiful garden." Do you know what? Do you know what he said? Do you know his his reply? You should have seen it. How when when only God had it. When God had it on His own. So you should have, you should have seen the, this particular place when God had it. Do you understand what I said? You should have seen it when God had it. Only God had it. But it was me, it was God and myself who have made it the way it is. Because God needs a man to till the land. He needs all, If there is nobody tilling the land, then it will become bush. There will be weeds growing over there. And God will keep raining. Keep bringing his rain. And the nutrients in the soil will still be there. But it will just be bush. But when a man comes in, God can work with that man and cause that farm to become beautiful. Your life is a farm. And God needs you to make that farm become beautiful. He can't do it on his own. Amazingly. If God wants to work in your life and you are resisting him, what can you do? No matter what he does, he can't get to you. So speaking in tongues is a way of agreeing with the spirit concerning your own life and concerning the life of people around you to cause things to change, to put things in order. So you can have good happening every month. You walk into every month with good, into goodness. You walk into every day with goodness. You experience goodness. When people are crying, you can't cry. Even when something bad is happening around you, you, can't, you still can't cry. Because the Bible says, I count it all joy when you go through Bible tests. We have a of things. He reminds you of all these things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. Let me show you a scripture, okay? In Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12 from verse 1. Very powerful scripture. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He says, Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. Let's read a, a lighter version of the Bible, okay? Maybe message will do. Let's see what message Bible will say. It says, that's when King Herod got into got it into his head to go after some of the church members. So he was going, he, it came into his mind to go after the, some of the church members. Look at what he did. He murdered James, John's brother. Do you know who this James is? This is Peter, James, and John. 
in the sailing boat. Peter, James. Have you heard that song? In the sailing boat. The guy who was closer to Jesus, he was very close to Jesus. There were 12 disciples, but there were three who were very close. Out of the three, there was John, Peter, and then James. John's brother, John the Divine. John who could not die. This is the brother. And they all saw Jesus being transfigured before them on the Mount of Transfiguration. This, this, this is a very powerful man of God. Very, very influential man of God. Very powerful. Say very powerful. Very powerful. Yeah, he was full of influence, full of power. But the Bible says that Herod took him and killed him like a chicken. He just killed him just like that. He chopped off his head. He just chopped off his head. Just like that. Can you believe it? Something bad happened to the man of God. Something very, very bad happened to the man of God. Look at the next thing. When he saw, when Herod saw how much it raised the popularity ratings with the Jews. <laughs> he had popularity with the Jews. Eh? The Jews were hated. <laughs> because the Jews didn't like Christians. The Christians. They wanted them dead. And Herod went ahead and killed James. When he saw how, when he saw how it's, how much it raised his popularity ratings with the Jews. He arrested Peter. All this during Passover week. Mind you, in other words, he was doing this during the Passover week. He just took Peter too. And he kept him up and had, and had him thrown in jail, putting four squads of four soldiers each to guard him. He was planning a public lynching after Passover. That was his plan. After Passover, he would just put him there and kill him before everybody. And he would go ahead and kill everybody one by one by one by one. That was his plan. Look at the next thing. All the time that Peter was under heavy guard in the jailhouse, the church prayed for him most strenuously. They prayed for him most strenuously. This was not done when James was taken. But when Peter was also taken, they said, hey, if you are not careful, everybody will die. If you are not careful, this is not the calling of God for our lives. Jesus didn't say that you shall die just like that. Jesus said that you have to preach the gospel. That was the last word Jesus said. He didn't say, go and go and die by Herod's hand. Is that what Jesus said? That was not what Jesus said. Jesus said that you shall preach the gospel to the ends of the world. They have not preached out of Jerusalem and James is dead. And the church couldn't bear. They were like, no, we have to do something about it. So they started praying. Strenuously. Then the time came for Herod to bring him out for the, for the kill. That night, even though shackled to two soldiers, one on either side, Peter slept like a baby. Because he was also praying, right? He slept like a baby. And there were guards at the door keeping their eyes on the place. Herod was, Herod was taking no chances. He didn't want anybody to come and steal the, the, the guy. Suddenly, there was an angel at his side and light flooding the room. The angel shook Peter and got him up. Hurry! The handcuffs fell off his wrist. Why was not an angel sent the first time? Why did the angel sit down? And what James, of all people, it was not Thomas. If it were Thomas, it would have been okay. Because, hallelujah, Thomas is the guy who didn't believe, right? So, so probably it should have been him. He believed later, so probably it should have been him. But he was, he was okay. They, they killed James. I, just understand what I'm talking about. This is James. I said if it were Thomas, we would have understood. We would have given other reasons. But they killed James. Why was not the angel sent the first time? Why is the angel being sent now? Who are the ones causing the angel to be sent? The church. The prayer of the church. And you are the church. So as you pray in time, and mind you, we are not praying, God release him, God release him, God release him, God release him. That's not, that's not how we pray. We are not like the heathen who repeats. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that don't be like the heathen who repeats words in prayer. When you are praying, God, God, hey, it's changing, it's changing, it's changing, it's changing, it's changing. That's all they do. It's changing, and they'll be changing their position. The fact that they are changing your position in prayer does not mean that anything is changing. They were praying in tongues. If you if you read back, you get to know that they were praying in tongues. In Acts chapter four, they spoke in tongues, 
and the whole place should be a filled with boldness and they pray the gospel even some more. You see. And in Acts chapter 6, Peter mentioned that we will not give ourselves to seven tables and all that. We will give ourselves to prayer. To the ministry of, to, to prayer and the ministry of the word. And that word prayer is the, the prayer. They had a certain kind of prayer. They had prayer that is speaking in tongues, praying in tongues. That's what they were doing. They were praying in tongues unceasingly. And their prayer was what was causing all these things to happen. Their prayer sent an angel to go They couldn't go there themselves. If they go there, they will die. That shows you the authority that we have in prayer. We can change a lot of things. See, I can change things. See, I can cause changes. That is what the Holy Spirit came for. The Bible says, when the Holy Spirit comes, it says, in, in Acts chapter 1, it says, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. What is the meaning of power? The word power is an ability to cause changes. We are not, we are not helpless. He says, I'll not leave you helpless. I'll not leave you as orphans, as people who don't have fathers. It's only those who don't have fathers who can't be, who can't be uh, defended. If your father is around and you're arrested, they, they, they'll come and defend you. you don't, if you don't have any father, it will, it will be difficult, isn't it? So Jesus, I'll not leave you as orphans. As people who are without someone to take care of them. I'll not leave you like that. I'll send you another helper. I'll send you another comforter. The Holy Spirit. So he's here to help you. Hallelujah. As they were praying, their prayer was making changes. It says, and the angel said, get dressed. Put on your shoes. Peter did it. Then grab your coat and let's get out of here. Look at what was up. Go to the next verse. Peter followed him, but they didn't believe it was really an angel. He thought that he was dreaming. He thought it was just a dream. So the Holy Spirit will send somebody. Don't, don't think that all angels have wings. It's not every angel that has wings. And when sometimes the angel, an angel will come around and will not be having any wing. He will come as a normal person. We in Hebrews chapter 13, he says that don't forget to entertain strangers because some having done so have entertained angels. Let's read that scripture. Hebrews chapter 13. Let's read from verse 1 to verse 2. Let's read King James, please. Let brother Lab continue. Be not forgetful to entertain, to, entertain, to entertain strangers, for thereby some have, have entertained angels on our ways. They entertain angels without knowing that we entertain angels. When God came visiting Abraham, he came as a man. And the angels with him were also men. But he was smart. He saw it. How did he know? He knew by the Spirit. How did he know it was, angel, was God and his angels who were moving around? How did he know? Have you ever asked yourself that question? How did he know? How did Abraham know? There are some people God has placed. They are there. They are in the future. And you don't have to miss them. I don't want to miss them. Let me share a story with you. Something very... I think I've said it like twice or so. There was a day I was just walking. This is when the church had just started. Just some few people in it. Maybe about two or three people. You know, and we didn't know what to do. We were just praying into the future and praying. And I was just walking somewhere. And as I was going, I met somebody. And he stopped me and said he needed money. I said, okay, I'll give you money. He said he needed 19 CDs. 50 pesos. Where is That's 20 CDs. Well, I said, but I had, I had just about, uh, I had just about 22 cities on me. So I gave him 15 cities and said, I can give you 15 cities, not 19 cities, 50 pesos. Then he said, please, what I need to do with the money is 19 cities, 50 pesos. So please give me 19 cities, 50 pesos. I said, is this guy serious? Are you serious at all? I just looked at him. But I was prompted to give it to him. So I gave him the extra five cities that I had. I said, okay, you can keep it. When he took the money, he started blessing me. He started saying things into my life. He said so many things that has happened and are still happening. 
said so many things to my wife. Just this is what is going to happen. That church that you're pastoring, don't think that is a small church. That's why I'm confident to tell you that this is not a don't think it's a small church. See, we are going somewhere. somewhere. Include yourself quickly. Tell me by include yourself quickly. Don't be on the peripherals, eh? Don't just be hanging around. Include yourself. Dive into it. Look at what God is doing with us. Just within for you. Look at what God is doing. The guy spoke. Listen, I remember his face very clearly. If I see him today, I'll know that is him. He spoke. Said so many beautiful things that I can't tell you today. I can tell you some, but I can't tell you everything. He spoke into my life. I was just there in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I was, I was thinking about my money, not even thinking about him. I was just, in Jesus' name. Because I had just two cities to go back. I just, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God bless you. I said, God bless you. Go in peace. I turned, took two steps, turned again to check on him. When I checked, he was not there. And there's no way he can, he can run somewhere. He can't run. What kind of speed is that? I just took two steps. How can you just run? And there's no, that, that place is a wide place where we went to paint the last time. Just behind that, that place. Just there. He, where can he run to? I just took two steps. One, two like this and turned. You know, sometimes you, you meet somebody, you, you, you take some steps and want to check on him. Just turned to check and he was not there. Then I got to know I had met somebody. I had met an angel. That's why he took the money from me. Probably he was testing whether I would, I would give him. I will give. And he was gone. Because I was, I was praying into the future. I need, this thing has to work because I know that God has spoken to me. But sometimes things are happening around you. It's like God has not even spoken. Things are happening. It's like God has not spoken. Meanwhile, God has spoken to you. Clearly, you know you've gotten to hear. You see, how do, how do you get to know some of this? By the Spirit of God. It's by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will prompt you. He will let you know that this is what is happening. Abraham got to know by the Spirit. He got to know. And he blessed him. Some changes came into his life. Hallelujah. As a church was praying, an angel was sent. Their prayer caused an angel to be sent into the future. And the angel was doing things. Look at this. And the angel said, get dressed up. Get dressed. Put on your shoes. Put Peter did it. Then grab your coats. And let's go out. Get out of here. Peter followed him. But didn't know it was really, the, really an angel. He thought he was dreaming. Past the first guard. And then the second they came to the, to the iron gate. That led into the city. There was an iron gate. It swung open before them on its own. Who was? This thing was a, it was a prayer that was doing this. The prayer was opening, was making shackles fall off, was making doors open, and caused an iron gate to open. Prayer. Praying in tongues. I said you can sit at one place and making changes that you don't even know about. You'll be making changes that you have no idea about. You don't even know what is going on. But you are praying. It swung open before them on his own. And they were cut. They were out of the, of the street. On the street. Free as the breeze. At the first intersection, the angel left him. Going his own way. He just left him. Look at the next thing. That's when Peter realized that it was not a dream. It was no dream. I can't believe it. This really happened. Sometimes some things happen to you and you can't believe it. There's nothing wrong. Peter said, I can't believe it too. I can't believe it. This really happened. The master sends his angel and rescued me from hell's vicious little production and the spectacle that the Jewish mob was looking forward to. Still shaking his head amazed, he went to Mary's house. The man who was, the, 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 who was John Mark's mother. The house was packed with praying friends. It was packed. They were praying. Her house was packed with people who were praying. 
praying in tongues kabalaba shabalaba rosokotobolobolobo shengelege sometimes like you are joking if someone is telling someone and doesn't speak in tongues and has a certain mindset the person says oh this is the the kurubata bayaba people you don't know that's the power of God. It's the, power, it's the way of like exuding the power of God, letting the power of God go. You see, to cause changes. And when he knocked on the door to the courtyard, a young woman named Rhoda came to see who it was. But when she recognized his voice, Peter's voice, she was so excited and eager to tell everyone Peter was there that she forgot to open the door and left him standing in the street. She got to she got his head. Oh, okay. She went to tell them. Look at what they told him. The people told him. They, could, they couldn't believe it. But they wouldn't believe her. Dismissing her. Dismissing her report. You are crazy. They said. They were insulting her. You are crazy. What are you talking about? They were praying and they didn't even know that their prayer was working. That's why you need to believe in your prayer. You have to believe in your prayer. Say, I have to believe in my prayer. Do you know that you are ordained to receive answers to your prayer? You are ordained by God from heaven to receive answers to your prayer. In John chapter 15 verse 16, the Bible says that you have not called me you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. This is Jesus talking. He says, you have not chosen me. Let's go to John chapter 15. You have not chosen me. This is Jesus talking. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And ordained you. You have not chosen me. I have chosen you. He has chosen us. Say he has chosen me. Has chosen say it again. He has chosen me. Has chosen Close your eyes and say he has chosen me. Has chosen me. You see, you don't have to go, to go home to believe the word of God. You are here. You can believe the word of God now. He says, he has chosen me. I am chosen of God. He says, and ordained you, I'm chosen and ordained by God, that I should go and wait for fruits. God has sent you into this world to get results on every side of your life. That is a life of success every single day. No failure. Success every single day to produce results every single time. Whatever I touch, works. So long as I'm involved with work, say it for yourself. Says you have not chosen, but I have chosen you and ordained you. I have ordained you to get results in life that you should bring for fruit, and that your fruit should remain fruits or success that is not that is not uh, 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 you know the shadow or the vapor kind. Some people's success is vapor; they appear, and then they go away. And that is it. Have you seen such people? Yes, and then you can see some guy. It's like, hey, right now he has risen. Then before long he's gone because his foundation is not good. That's not the foundation that we have been given. Our foundation is Christ. And we are building on that foundation. And that's a firm foundation. Hallelujah. And our success is permanent. Our success remains. That your fruit should remain. Then he says, That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. In other words, you have been chosen by God to pray and get results. Are you born again? Say, When I pray, I get results. Say, If only I pray, I get answers. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. It says when we pray, we should know that He He says receive what you have prayed for. Receive it, take it, and go along with it. That's in Mark chapter eleven, verse twenty-four. It says when you pray, go to Mark eleven twenty-four. He says, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire. He says, what things soever you desire. Can you imagine? He doesn't give you any limit. Whatsoever things you desire, of course, not to desire someone's husband. Hallelujah. Not design, not covetousness. He's talking about design. That's why I said your desire for good is from God. You understand? Because it's, it's, it's in the scriptures. Therefore, I say unto you, what things ever you desire, when you pray, what things ever you when you pray, it says, believe that you receive them. And you shall have them. Believe in your prayer. Believe in your prayer. Don't be a Christian who just prays. A lot of people are praying. Muslims are praying. 
Buddhists are praying. It's not just about prayer. It's about praying, believing prayers. Praying and believing in your prayer. That that's how I'm praying. This is what is happening to my prayer. Do you understand? I'm changing things. If only I pray. If I have prayed, I know that I have the answer. It says, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Believe, receive them in the Lord's Spirit there and then. And watch out for answers to that prayer as you go during the day. Do you understand? Not when something happens, hey, hey the, the, the prayer, let's pray again. Then when you're done, Father, what do you say? Hallelujah. They couldn't believe in their prayer. They, they couldn't believe. They, go, go back to Acts, right? Acts chapter 12, wasn't it? But they wouldn't believe her, dismissing her report. You are crazy, they said. You stuck by her story. She stuck by her story, insisting. They still wouldn't believe her and said, it must be his angel. They said it must be Peter's angel. And all this time, poor Peter was standing out in the streets, knocking, knocking away. Finally, they opened and opened up and saw him and went wild. Everybody went with the, it's like, we have received an answer. Wow. Wow. Can you believe how they pray the next time? Can you imagine how they pray the next time? Next time when you are praying, can you, can you imagine? It's when you start getting results through prayer. You become excited when you are praying. When you are praying, you know what you are expecting. You know. The Bible says they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The day you do it and something happens to somebody, you'll be confident. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Peter put his hands up and calmed them down. He described how the master had gotten him out of jail. Then said, tell James, the brother, and the brothers what's happened. This James is not the first one who was killed. This James is Jesus' brother. Jesus' younger brother. Okay? They made him the head of the church. He left them and went off to another place. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I ready to pray. Yeah. I ready to cause changes in the future. Yes. The Bible says in James chapter 5. Hmm? Last scripture, right? Last scripture. James chapter 5 verse 17. Let's read from verse 16 so that it makes more sense. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another. That he may be healed. Then he says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Are you a righteous man? Yes. Are you righteous? Yes. That the righteousness of God in Christ is, isn't it? Say, I'm righteous. I'm righteous. Say it again. I'm righteous. And your righteousness have forged the ability to stand before God without any sense of guilt. So pray like you've not done anything wrong. Because God does not see anything wrong with you. He sees you as Him, standing before Him. Do you understand? So don't never pray with the consciousness of something you did wrong. You know, sometimes when you're praying, the devil brings it to your mind. Hey, you know, you know what will happen. No, you know what happen. You forget, you forget what you do. I forget what you have done. Bad boy like you. Presser, presser. You are pressing people's breasts about us. Say when the thoughts come, say to yourself, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I refuse to think like this. I am ordained to us to have answers to my prayer in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah! Give the Lord a shout. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. Then it says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Okay, let's read the amplified of that particular verse. I'm reading the last verse. It says, the earnest, heartfelt, continued. This is earnest prayer. This is not. Do you know earnestness? Earnestness can be seen on someone's face. If someone is serious about something, his face changes. Isn't it? His voice changes. Listen, you've prayed diplomatically for a very long time. Pray and scatter yourself. Scatter your hair. Scatter your makeup. Scatter your shirts. 
I'm not saying remove your shirt here. <laughs> but pray with your heart. Sometimes you wonder whether some people are serious about some things, whether they really want some things to happen in their lives. Sometimes you wonder with the way some people are behaving, you know. So diplomatic. The church is not for that, though. It's serious business. Say serious business. Serious. I don't know about you, but I want things to change in my life. I want things, I want my future to be consistent with the word of God. I want to live the word of God every single day. I want the love of God in me to show forth. I want my prosperity to, prosperity to increase. The grace for, for giving to increase in my life. You see, I want, I want to do well. So large and so influential that when I talk, the government listens. Not only in this country, but in other countries. That is what I want to see in my life. Because that's what I've been ordained by God for. I've been ordained for influence. I've been ordained to change things. You have not been ordained to sit in one corner somewhere. Barely getting by. It is God's utmost dream and desire for your life. That your life will cause changes everywhere you go. That you have influence everywhere you go. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Are you sure you are ready? You see the way the guy has. <laughs> they are giving inspiration. Hallelujah. This is what God says we should do. God said we should praise and he said we should pray. Believing in our prayer, knowing exactly what we are doing. Praying in tongues. With all fervency and with all earnestness. Are you ready? Yes, Rise up on your feet and let's pray. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at ChristWorldINC.com. God bless you.